Hey everybody, welcome back to the Under the Great Lakes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. We got Jacob here. What up? We got Gabe over there. Hello. We're actually doing this podcast uh, in person today, which is a little exciting. Yeah, the audio might be a little crappy because of it. It'll be more natural. Uh, it'll it'll, it'll flow do. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying our best. Flowing better will be probably be better for this episode, because the last one ran quite, uh, quite long. Clocked in over two hours. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it uh, shorter than that, but... It's kind of unavoidable. Yeah, we were doing 10 different movies, you know, that we all have different passionate thoughts on, so. I think we're going to try to keep it, maybe talk about the director as a whole next time, and then try to go through movies that way. Yeah. Rather than individually. I don't know. We'll see whatever works. I don't know any director that has, like, 10 movies, though, that we'll be covering. Yeah, especially if we do, like, an Ari Aster <laughs> episode. It's like, oh. The next one will be, like, Tarantino. Maybe that'd be the tenth movie he has. I was thinking Fincher. Fincher yeah, Fincher's, Fincher's probably quite the next a few. one, and then uh, maybe Spielberg. Oh yeah, oh, God. Too much. I don't <laughs> even want to start a Spielberg episode. We could do it in chunks, where it's like war, sci-fi, and then uh, <laughs> what was this other big one? Like not horror, but thriller. Yeah, thriller, spy movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I could do a whole episode on Jaws and Jurassic Park. Yeah, and just Indiana should we just do Jones. monsters instead? Adven- as one? It's like maybe adventure, sci-fi, and then war movies. But yeah, we're, we're just mainly talking about Tenet today. We all saw it last night, so pretty excited. Jacob and I went down to the Cinesphere, which if you don't know, uh, it's in where Ontario Place used to be in Toronto. It's the birthplace of IMAX, pretty cool theater. We saw it on 70mm film. The birthplace of IMAX? It is. It's the very first IMAX theater. What the fuck? Yeah, Jacob oh, yeah, didn't yeah. know that either. No, it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's really cool. The second one's also the Science Center, so like Ontario is home to... The first two IMAX theaters in existence. It's oh. above water too. It's oh, I knew sweet. that. Yeah, yeah. Looks so you can cool. see the thing from the uh, the amphitheater. Yeah, Budweiser stage. I always wonder what it was, but yeah. If you're listening to this outside of Ontario, it's a, it's a cool thing to Google. It's like a giant sphere over Lake Ontario, and there's like a a bridge you have to walk across to get to the theater, and it's just the one theater there. So they only play like one movie every week or two. Uh, and if you're in the area, go check it out. Uh, I don't know what they're doing right now, but. Prior to COVID, they were doing a ton of, like, classic screenings. So I was going to see Gone with the Wind, and then they just had to cancel that. Uh, they were doing a Nolan marathon right before, so it's a cool place to check out. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. One of the best theaters I've seen. It's huge, too. Like, one of the biggest. Does the photos not do it justice? Because I've looked at photos of it, like, the inside of it, and it just looked like plain theater to me. Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's a pretty... It's a pretty big screen. It's it's true IMAX, so it's better than what you'd get going to Landmark or something like that. But sure. especially <laughs> they do a lot of film presentations too, which is cool. So like I, I've seen Inception on film there, Dark Knight on film. I'm trying to think of what else. Back to the Future, I think was just a digital one they brought in. But yeah, it's it's cool. They do a lot of cool stuff there. So yeah, we had a, had a pretty good experience overall. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's a cool I time. Agree. Gabe, you went with three other people, right? You went to Landmark, so yeah, I went with my parents and my friend Cassie. And my friend Cassie's like mega Nolan. Fan. Okay, she's a huge Nolan fan. She's gonna listen to this and hate me, but she's a huge Nolan fan. But hasn't seen any movie before The Dark Knight. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so she's not so, a huge so we, Nolan fan. We did we did the episode, and I was telling her that's what we did for her to listen the next day. We <laughs> Batman Begins. I'm. She probably went back and watched it. I'm sure she did. she had to prestige. So that was the thing. So I was like. She asked me what my favorite Nolan movie was, and I was like, Memento, and then The Prestige. And then she's like, I've never seen them. And I'm like, what? I was like, those are like the best Nolan movies, other than, I hope she's seen fucking Inception. 
I hope. To be fair, she definitely she probably has. I feel like I know a lot of people that love Nolan that just have seen like the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception, <laughs> like just those four. I don't know. A lot of people have seen like Interstellar. Yeah, I was gonna good. say Interstellar, but I do also know a lot of people that love Nolan that skipped that one. So I know a lot of people who've seen Interstellar that just haven't seen really anything else, but they've seen Interstellar, and I'm like, I don't know, like why. We saw a lot of people wearing Interstellar shirts yesterday. Or I, did. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I did. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You got a couple Nolan Dark Knight. You, yeah, a few Dark Knight, the Why So Serious one. I wore a Disney World shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we get to the news? Yeah, we got quite a bit, actually. Um, so I'll start off with uh, just just box office for Tenet right now. It hasn't The numbers haven't come in fully just because it's only been the Wednesday opening. So the only showtimes for it were, I think, 5 and 8.30. Today's when they're playing them, like, pretty much all day. Also, weird thing I told you guys about, but at the Cinesphere, like, I don't know if they just didn't realize that it came out Wednesday, even though they were showing it, but they had a midnight showing, like, Thursday today at 12.01, a 4 a.m. and an 8 a.m. And I'm like, who's seeing this at 4 a.m.? I don't think I could see that at 4 a.m., <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I, thought it was a, I thought it was a mistake at first, but I checked back, like, two days ago, and the showtimes were still up, and you could buy tickets. Who's working? Who's working from, like, midnight to nine in the morning at the Cinesphere? The people whose job is to review movies. Maybe that's, like... That's insane, though. I just don't... I just, that would make sense to me if it was, like, the Wednesday at midnight, and then four, and then eight, you know? Like, but people... I already saw it, and then people after me already saw it, and then you're going at midnight? Right, you yeah, go at 4 a.m., you gotta get the review out for the 7 a.m. Toronto Star newspaper. Yeah. So, so because of the weird release, um, right now the box office projections that are going to be accurate at this point are a five-day weekend of wednesday to sunday so right now they're expecting 25 to 30 million coming in globally actually wait no i think they said internationally but i guess there is no domestic because we're we're domestic it's just us canada which is weird so i guess internationally so the canadian numbers aren't affecting that i don't think but yeah 25 to 30 which is not looking great but hopefully that'll you know, change exponentially once they open up in America and we get the Canadian numbers in there too. But this movie has to make half a billion dollars to break even. So I think it's going to scare a lot of other tentpole films that are still expecting a release later this year to pull out. I don't know. On my way home, I was thinking, like, maybe this will scare Nolan into making Netflix movies and then go back to small <laughs> scale stuff. It'll better him. They got to wait. I think they got to wait a couple weeks after Labor Day to make. To see if there's any word because the U.S. still hasn't gotten it. Yeah. Some states are getting some states are getting it on Monday, um, so yeah. a week early. Like I know some someone's podcast I listen to. He goes to a lot of early screenings. He's going out to Connecticut. He lives in New York, so he's driving out to Connecticut to go see it on Monday. So it's like, oh have you have you guys seen the articles of the <laughs> people that like flew like a three hour flight to a different state so they could go see it? Ugh. And like they're like, yeah, we spent three hundred dollars to fly. So why did they release it separately like, in the states? It? Yeah, it's just COVID numbers, right? It's just certain states don't have theaters I'm open not yet. Talking COVID, then no more well, COVID don't ask, talk. Don't ask a question where the answer is COVID. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I mean, Florida doesn't care. They'll release it. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make a killing in America. Don't worry. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> should we hope for that? I don't know. Well. <laughs> I think in Great Fall, I don't think my girlfriend gets to see it because uh, they had an AMC theater in Great Falls in Montana, and I'm pretty sure they closed just outright before COVID, everything. They just closed. So that means there's the closest theater to them is like four hours away. 
and there was only 10 like actual theaters in this movie theater and i remember going back in like january i think we went to see 1917 on opening night and there yeah i understand the reason they fucking close that thing is a shithole especially the seats i hated it to our american viewers that aren't complete idiots and that are wearing their masks and keeping good we feel for you you know, yeah, that'd be painful. Having to suffer because of everyone else. Do we have any communication with fans? I don't know if we have fans, but do we have... Could they communicate to us? Like, could I say, like, hey, message us if you're gonna go? Oh, are you, are you segueing right now? I was gonna, I don't know. <laughs> I was just okay. gonna say, yeah, like, let yeah. us... I don't know. So, we're gonna... We have a... Eventually have a Twitter account. By the time this oh, is true, up... Oh, true, true, true. We'll I honestly wasn't thinking account. about that, but... I was like, that was really good. <laughs> the, the at of that Twitter account is pending, because I don't know what's available. But it'll be down below. If you're want, if you're listening to this on Spotify, there is a direct link, like a Twitter link. So, no, I'm honestly just curious to see, like, if we have any American viewers that are going to a different state to see it soon, if they've already seen it somehow. Like, what? My one, what, are, what are the levels they're the extremes they're going to to see this movie? I know my one friend works at a Cinemark in Ohio, and they're getting it just like everywhere else after Labor Day, so he's gonna see okay. it. But the lucky for him is he can go. He's like he did for Unhinged. The Russell Crowe movie that just came out. I think they had like a morning viewing for the workers. So at like 9 a.m. he's sitting in there just by himself. I FaceTimed him after Tenet yesterday and he answered. And I'm like, oh, it's dark and loud. He's like, ah, I'm in the movies. I was like, so you just answer <laughs> your FaceTime? Like in the movies, he's like, it's just me. <laughs> I'm just watching it. And I'm like, okay. That's so, cool. To be fair, that was that was also my experience for Unhinged. It was just me and Logan that went. So we had the whole theater to ourselves. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That movie was fucking ridiculous. It's funny because for the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie, like, when we were walking in, Logan thought there was one person in the front row. So we were, like, kind of keeping quiet, making sure we weren't, like, being obnoxious because this one other person. Then I looked up, but at a certain point, I was like, are you sure someone's there? And then we looked up, and we're like, oh, no, it literally was the whole theater to ourselves. And we started just, like, lounging around, like, talking, laughing during it. <laughs> if you know the movie, it's totally fine. It's not a movie that demands I, I described attention. it, I saw it, and then I picked up Jacob from work, like, an hour after, and I just... I was going to tell him movie. about the movie, and I ended up just telling him the entire movie start to finish. <laughs> That's why we're not reviewing that movie. Would you guys have gone to any extremes to go somewhere to see this in theaters otherwise? Uh... Like if they were playing it in Montreal, but not Ontario. Would you have no, gone? No. no. I could wait. for. Like, I could wait. I'm just a maniac that way. We're like, I'll do it. Like, like last <laughs> last year, for no reason, there was this weird trend. End of 2018, early 2019 where movies had, like, a one-day early release two weeks early. It's so like Aquaman. You could see it two weeks oh, early right. on the Saturday during the day, and it was always Saturday at 3 p.m. Like, what a lame premiere time. There was uh, Bumblebee, and then only America, they got the third and final How to Train Your Dragon movie three weeks early for one day only. And me and Mary are, like, a huge dragon fan. So we're like, yeah, we're going. So we drove out, like, three hours to Buffalo and saw are it. You is, fucking that, is that what they call it? Dragon fans? I don't know. You know called I, don't dragons? Know. I think that's trademarked by Imagine Dragons. By Imagine Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't call dragons. You dragons. <laughs> um, well, no. Yeah, I think it's just DreamWorks Dragons is what they call the franchise. So you call yourself a dragons fan? We're Dragonites. <laughs> oh, that's Pokemon. <laughs> How Fuck. many movies does it take to train your dragon? Uh, he's pretty off? trained halfway through the first one, to be honest. I never watched these movies, so he... Wait, what? You've never seen He's never seen them, yes. Yeah, straight away from spoilers. Up? You at least need to see the first movie. No, no, you gotta see them all. They're no, incredible. Wait, were there any, like, crazy loose dragons that weren't trained? 
you gotta watch the first movie. <laughs> We're not talking about this movie right now. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't even know what you're getting at. <laughs> they're, all, they're all loose. They're all loose cannons. I don't know beginning. anything about these movies. They're fucking not great. Right, they're brief, great. That's all you need we're, to know. We're getting off topic. But briefly, it's kind of just like Vikings <laughs> hate dragons. They're just pests burning down their villages. And then Jay Burrochelle's main character, Hiccup. Hiccup had a horrendous the third full name. He uh, He's just a scrawny little Canadian-accented boy for some reason. He loves dragons. He doesn't always love them at first, but he doesn't want to hurt any animal. And it's just kind of that clash. Man, of I don't want to talk about these movies. Let's go on. You were the one else. that asked me. <laughs> yeah, All right, we're done. we're done. We're done. We're done. Okay, move. Um, DC Fandom. DC Fandom was up? a thing that happened. Yeah, I was. That was pretty exciting. Honestly, I think that was the best thing DC has done, and like, like it, it really built a lot of hype around their upcoming releases. And instead of uh, like breaking it down fully, let's just go in a little triangle and say your favorite thing. And Ooh. then if we all wanted to say the Batman, whoever says it first, next person, don't say the Batman. <laughs> I, we can all agree that the Batman's the most exciting. Yeah, thing, I think. Right, so then you have to say your most exciting thing. Should we talk initial Batman. thoughts on that trailer? We didn't really say anything last episode outside of um, comparing it to. I, I mean, Knight. I'm just excited. It's like dark, like gritty, like dark and gritty. Yeah, that's now. what I've been missing in my DC: the dark and grittiness. <laughs> so like, like it takes, <laughs> like it takes the dark and gritty dial that's at like a ten and like forces it, breaks it off. No, yeah, I, I am glad it's, it's more appropriate. I still, think, but for me. I, I I think I said this to you, where I was really excited for um, Paul Dano to be the character, uh, Riddler. But I kept on expecting him to be, like... The only really interpretation I've seen of him is where he's, like, wearing, like, the bowl hat and he's got the cane and stuff like that. So I was like... Like, goofy. I was like, Paul Dano's gonna be so silly in this movie. And then that's not the case at all. No, <laughs> like, it's very fucking scary. Very scary. <laughs> I was kind of worried at first, because I just kept thinking there's two types of Batman films you can do. The comic book heavy one... Where it's very silly and it is kind of like powered, influenced that way, or the the realistic take that Nolan did with the Dark Knight, where like this is something that could kind of potentially happen in our world. And I was like, this just seems like it's leaning more towards that that grounded take on Batman. And I was like, I don't want that again. But I feel like I don't. We don't know if it's going to go into comic book territory really just yet. But regardless, I think this is just going to be a really cool detective film. Yeah, it seems really like comic book inspired, like, and, like the noir batman comics i feel like so many people don't even know that side of batman that he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective like no one's showing us that if you haven't played the arkham games or like watched the old animated movies i disagree sherlock holmes is the greatest detective anola holmes did you guys see the trailer for anola batman can beat up uh sherlock holmes i think you say anola holmes (laughs) (laughs) millie bobby brown gets her ass beat by robert pattinson batman (laughs) uh Apparently, there's this whole thing. Like, this is a complete different thing. But now, like, I don't know. Is it like the house or something? They're like suing um, Netflix or trying to like start like some law thing with Netflix because they like tarnish the name of Sherlock Holmes or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's they, really weird. I, I heard something about saying like. You never heard about this? No. They're like, Sherlock Holmes is not a goof. He's not stupid. No, they're like, it? Sherlock Holmes doesn't respect women. Is like Alba Anola Holmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Continue on. I'm going to find the clip yeah. here. Um, okay. Did you watch it? I actually didn't watch the trailer for it. I watched lie. the first two minutes and it opened up. It's not two minutes. The How first... much longer was it? <laughs> the first two seconds, okay. I mean, because it opened up with like the generic... You're probably wondering how I got here. Oh no! Fucking thing. I'm like, didn't Millie Bobby Brown already have something like this for that Netflix show with the kid from It? <laughs> remember? Do you remember? Are you talking about Stranger Things. 
fucking Stranger Things. Well, you said Millie Bobby Brown with the yeah. kid from It. I'm no, but she had a second things. show. Remember she had a second show? Did she? I don't know. Yeah, they like... Fuck Netflix. <laughs> yeah, fuck Netflix. That's right. <laughs> it's um, well, what Did you find it? It says that the, the Doyle estate has claimed that Netflix's decision to give the detective promotions and general respect for women directly violates copyright. <laughs> <laughs> The Holmes Guardians hold firm that Sherlock is only allowed to show emotions if and only if Watson has been injured or kidnapped. Anything else will result in a spicy lawsuit or two. What? <laughs> yeah. It said they allowed him to give too many emotions and wait for it, allowing him to respect women. Yeah, it's because he cares for It's supposed to be like niece or something, and he like cares for his niece. Which is too much I mean, in, for in women, the apparently. show, like the BBC show <laughs> Sherlock, he definitely cares for some like other people that, other than he only cares for his case that's it I don't know, he I'm cares just... about mycroft like they kind of hate each other but he cares about him i've never seen this show and i only I'm just really saying, heard this uh, article in past robert downey jr sherlock wouldn't do this but henry cavill sherlock would and we're still getting a third rdj one too are we let's Is go it... back to batman okay <laughs> um well i don't like colin farrell was surprise it, it, it kills me that that had to be like confirmed like two yeah, days by later the, like, by everyone's the like is that people. colin farrell and other people are like yeah it's colin farrell they're like wait is it they're like yeah no no it is it is and then they had to literally step forward and be like that is colin farrell there's i looked at the instagram comments of the makeup artist or artists that worked on that and people are like is this whatever who was it they were saying it was before oh uh, richard king was that is that his name yeah the guy from curb your enthusiasm yeah they were saying it was him and then they're like, no, it's not. It's Colin Farrell. And it sounds like it's not Colin Farrell. And they're like, it is. And then they replied, they're like, where's your proof? And they're like, I'm the one who worked on it. Is it <laughs> Kind? Richard Kind? Richard Kind. Richard kind. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't look enough like him that I would think it's him. It just, it looks like him that it's funny, you know? That's really all gone Batman. Like, it's it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I think it looks, it looks I'm, good. I'm it, pretty excited for uh, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, I think it looks yeah. like a fun, campy sequel. But, like, I've never seen the original, but... Oh, you should. Yeah, it looks fun. You should. They're both. It, oh, I don't know what this one's gonna be like, but as far it looks as DC good, movies, and the first one's pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. When me and Tori were watching the trailer, we got to the whole like through the whole thing. We we're like, this is like really cool, and the cat came out at the end, and our disappointment. You know what? My thing. I've been it. following her look for a while, so my thing with it is Kristen Wiig is the an- main antagonist, at least in the trailer. She's yeah, definitely not the awesome. main antagonist, though. Okay, well, at one part, and I was like, I can't take this seriously. Which is Kristen Wiig, I can't take seriously. I'm sorry. I'm it's, excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I'll go see it. I'm excited. I liked the first Wonder Woman. Like, it was fine. It was good. I think it's. It was weird that in the trailer, the big cheetah reveal too. Like, whether you think it looks cool or not. All you see of her in her big fight scene is she gets slammed by Wonder Woman. And I'm like, don't show me, like, the big villain reveal. And then the villain just gets fucking tossed to the floor. I know she lands on all fours like a cat, but, like... Yeah, it, showed, it shows too much, for sure. Yeah. I would have been fine if it was just the, the turnaround and then the, the lunge. And then Wonder... Don't show Wonder Woman, like, throwing her, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to be, like... I don't know. Obviously, she's going to win the fight regardless, but don't tell me in the trailer. Yeah. Okay, so aside from the Batman, then what are you most excited for then? From DC fandom? Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, you know what? Like, maybe even more than the Batman, Suicide Squad. We just didn't really get a good yeah. look. The Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Squad. The, the Suicide. Suicide Squad. I mean, their casting, I was like, when they released that casting, what was it? Eight months ago? Nine the months ago? They had? Well, just the names, no, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It was like, I was like, how does this, 
gonna fucking work how's pete davidson gonna fit into this thing but then i saw like the teaser trailer which was the character reveal and i was like okay i I can i can fuck around with this separate question who are you most excited for in that movie john cena john cena who's he playing again peacekeeper peacemaker peacemaker yeah yeah yeah. what's uh sean gunn's character's name again weasel Uh, weasel Weasel? that one and then the shark man shark king shark king shark Shark? Shark? i don't know king shark who is voicing king shark um i forget now who is king shark i don't know but those two things just threw me right off i was like yeah movie is this (laughs) well okay so you know going because because they also have the suicide squad kills the justice league game yeah so i think like every trailer right afterwards so i I feel like (laughs) the only really important ones in this suicide squad movie are going to be the five that are in the video game I don't see them making a video game because, like, it's it not like how long I... they've been working on this game, though. And honestly, like, I can Fair. see James Gunn not wanting that to be a thing because that's such a like a cliche studio move where it's like, oh, these are the main of the movie we're releasing, so push them in comics, push them in video games. I could see James Gunn pushing back at that enough mm-hmm. that maybe it's not true. Do we talk about the th- big theory that everyone has? Oh, at the beginning of this Taika movie. Wichiti? Wait, what? Oh, I didn't hear about that. You should... What are you gonna say? The killings? Thinks, yeah, everyone thinks they're gonna kill yeah. everybody at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I would yeah, love yeah. to see like Will so Smith come back. So many people are gonna die. I want to see like everyone in the original cast. They're not gonna kill Margaret Robbie, obviously. That was one thing that annoyed me that they put uh, Harley Quinn right in the middle of the teaser. Because I, t- I said this to you, I was like, if you're gonna build this up for like people who don't know the Suicide Squad who are sitting in a theater seeing this, and they're like, like it pulls you in. You're like, oh, this is interesting. But then you throw Harley Quinn in there like halfway through, it's like. Well, now you know. It's the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Starts off with, like, Walla Davis. They're definitely shoving Harley Quinn down everyone's throats right now. Yeah. That's, like, the final... That's, like, the the, the name. You know it's the Suicide Squad. So I don't really mind. Like, I'm not huge on Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, but I like her. She's she's good. Yeah. It's just funny that, like, there's her third appearance in, like, two years? Three years? What? What? She's, like, been in as many movies now as, like, Batman. <laughs> like Superman. Ben Affleck? Like Ben Affleck. Batfleck? Yeah, Batfleck's been in Batfleck's coming back. He's in three, right? BVS, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. Yeah, I guess that's it. Do we count Snyder Cut as a separate one? No, no, no. Depends. (laughs) How much did Joss Whedon, like, redo? Not much. Not much. I heard it was, like, 50%. No, I I don't know, a lot. How much are they putting into the the Snyder Cut? Like, 30 mil? Snyder Cut is four hours long. Are you fucking kidding me? They're going to be four episodes, yeah. Yeah, four separately released one-hour segments. What do you guys think what of that trailer? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I wish there was some more dialogue. It's like, well, they don't have the dialogue. It's the same as the original movie. No, they're just gonna, not. They're <laughs> just going to cut it and paste it into random places so you got the exact same thing. I do really like that, that Batfleck quote at the end. Which one? What one? All right, what does he say? I don't want to do an impersonation of him right now. That's how forgettable it is. Uh, no, I, I know the line. It's not word for word. It's like... Um, they never like faced us united or no the flash is like this guy's probably faced super people all over the galaxy and the universe what's gonna make us so special and then batman's like he's never faced us united and then it ends i thought it was really funny that i know so many people that like hate that he used hallelujah but people hated that he used it in Watchmen, so I think it was directly... That's such a fuck you to everybody. Yeah, to all the critics, completely. He did a comment about it, too, and he was just like, that song holds a special place in my heart. I was like, just say it's a fuck you. (laughs) Just say it. You know it is. Oh, man. I I dug it. It was was cool. I just wish there was maybe like half that and then half with some dialogue. 
Yeah. But whatever. It's a first sneak peek at it. I don't care. Fair. It was just so over the top. Right away, you see uh, Darkseid. What's the name? Darkseid. Darkseid? I don't know his names. <laughs> you hate DC, eh? I don't. Yeah, really Darkseid looks up. Darkseid looks about as good as he did in Smallville, so. <laughs> and now it's a CW TV show in 2011. The CW. What a. Oh, there's something. Um, wait, wait. So we we didn't get we got off track. Well, who's so your that, favorite character from this, the Suicide Squad that you're looking forward to? I said and... King Shark, even though I didn't know his name. King Shark's sick. So honestly, um, that's just, that, I didn't know it was what this movie is going to be after I yeah. saw that. You know, I think they're going to make him really goofy, even though he's usually supposed to just be like <laughs> a King Shark or Weasel. King Both Shark, of them, not yeah. a Weasel. Oh yeah, Weasel, weasel too. <laughs> Weasel's not th- threatening at all. Weasel's just going to be like a crackhead, just fucking. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm really stoked. For Peter Capaldi as the thinker, just because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, so like anytime, yeah, I didn't even know he said it. yeah, yeah, anytime like a one of the Doctors is in, you know, a big mm-hmm. American film like this, I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited for Flula Bjorg or whatever the YouTuber. What? <laughs> Why? I don't know. This he is. plays a uh, javelin. He's a very popular YouTuber. I think he's from Sweden or something. Did Gunn say that Pete Davidson or John Cena is like a highlight? I remember he said one of them's oh, already yeah. like the early John Cena, John Cena. I think. Yeah. I I think. I don't know what he means by that. Probably just like the action sequences. I'm like the guy's watch like, him literally be in one scene. Can you say that he was like an asshole Captain America? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I think cool. which doesn't make he's sense. like super patriotic and <laughs> would do anything to protect his country, but probably just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we breeze through the rest of the news? No, no. I feel like we should take our time. All right, all right. I guess we'll um, just do I'm really not excited for Black Adam. I'll be honest. That looks. The, I don't. I don't like that sneak peek at it. But I don't, I don't know. I think. The Rock cares about the character enough that I'm excited for it still, and I like the character. But also, I don't think he's scary enough. He looks the part, but like Black that's, Adam's that's supposed the to issue. be scary. Like I don't know anything about this guy, but uh, it's he's like the villain for the Shazam? it's Shazam. yeah Shazam. Yeah, he's a Shazam villain, but he's I don't know, like he's fucking beating the. Can't shit make him Superman too scary. Shazam's <laughs> a kids movie. I can't make it too scary. Well, I mean, the first one he was pretty. It was actually yeah, it has some dark. good like yeah. scary. No, no, Shazam, 80s I think we elements. went to see Shazam together, right? Yeah, we were kind of gave me some like Gremlins vibes, to be honest. Yeah, it's like wow, I can't believe this is like a PG. Was it PG? It was PG. Yeah, it was a weird balance between very silly, lighthearted kid film and then some like cool eighties nostalgia. The Rock, I just can't. I just see him as. The yeah, rock. and he does play he's, himself and everything else. That it's like, can he really? Do he doesn't this? change his so. voice or anything. He just talks the same. He's big. I don't like The Rock either. <laughs> he's a high. I like paid The actor. Rock, but I I would never want him in a movie. <laughs> 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 if you saw like for next week, for like I'm thinking of ending things. I mean, it's not that kind of movie, but could any movie be improved by having The Rock in it? Do you think? Just comedies. I think like you should just, just, just comedies comedy. with someone smaller than him. I like, I like the new Jumanji films. They're fun. He's in Jungle Cruise, which has like the same vibe as Yeah, I don't Jumanji. know why they're putting him in that and Jumanji. That's insane to me. It's just, just the same thinking, thing. I was just thinking of The Rock, though, and I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> I want that now, yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. I was thinking like, you know, of The movie, Rock. Jungle Cruise, I just got pushed back to 2021. Jungle Cruise? I have never even seen a trailer for it. I my uncle worked is. on that movie. I don't know if you guys know this. My uncle uh, is a set designer for films in Hollywood. You never mentioned that. Yeah, I don't know why I don't talk about it. My, <laughs> my, my drama teacher, um, uh, her sister, younger sister, I think, is a stunt double, a stunt woman in uh, Hollywood. She worked in Transformers, and I'm pretty sure broke her leg. She was supposed to jump over the hood of a car. I think I don't want to like assume this. 
but she does have like black hair so i think she was doubling for megan fox for one scene which was jumping over a car in like the city in one of the early, a car like, or a transformer a car it was okay. a taxi so she was and it was out of place and i'm pretty sure like hit her in the knee and like busted her knee or broke her leg or something um but then aside from that she's like a stunt driver too does a lot of stuff for like car sick. commercials so that's like my closest connection to hollywood yeah my uncle was showing me some like pics of uh jungle cruise though and like the set it looks really cool like the set itself looks incredible what's the biggest thing your uncle's worked on in your opinion the first pirates he made the blacksmith shop with four of his buddies Ooh. that they uh had the duel in like johnny depp and orlando yeah, Bloom. yeah. Mm-hmm. so he made that whole set um i think i'm blanking on half the ones he's done i'm only thinking of the bad ones for some reason like he did he did last airbender which like it, he did the the northern water tribe set so like okay. the, the, the set production for that movie's good it's just a disaster of a film <laughs> um he's done that's like really big oh jurassic world yeah that was a cool one okay i mean it's a lot of green screen so the set's not as yeah as cool as you'd want it to be but he did a lot of the uh like the the open main way like where there's the main building like the guest service building or whatever and then all like the margaritaville and all that on the side so he did a lot of the set work for that i don't know i never brought that up should we cover the video games yeah they got gotham knights i have no opinion on that yeah, you know, whatever. I don't know. It feels like so the response to uh, the Avengers, like the yes, yeah. what to everyone not looking forward to the Avengers. I feel like it's getting like good reviews now, but off of initial release, it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. I played an hour of the beta and I got bored. I watched the trailer though, and I, I don't know. I feel like it could be a fun thing. Yeah. Like, if we all played that game together, you tell me we wouldn't have a good time playing that. Are you gonna get a PS Plus? Maybe. Gotham well, if we all play it together, but I'm not getting online, so I'll just play through. How about I get Fall Guys? If you guys get, you get Gotham the free Knights. game that comes with PS Plus. If I buy a ninety dollar game, yeah, yeah. Maybe you <laughs> gotta get you gotta get a year of PS Plus because that's like seventy bucks. We'll do that. I do love Fall Guys, but I think a quick shout out to Fall Guys. I think we're all more excited for the Suicide Squad kills yeah. Justice League. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the one. gameplay works. Yeah, exactly. And like, how, how are you gonna fight Superman? <laughs> maybe it's like, all, maybe it's like, what's that game that Marvel did way back, Ultimate Alliance? Not like in that style, like camera angle and everything, but like switching through characters like that. Well, Arkham Knight does it a little bit, but yeah. not nearly enough in that game. And that was really fun though in that game. I could see something like that. Yeah, I don't think but... it'll be like a, a, as much of a switch off as like something like Battle for Bikini Bottom or like the old like lego games or anything like that i love battle for bikini bottom so good i'm replaying rehydrated right now i'm almost done i'm excited to see what rock it is next i'm a little disappointed it's not the superman project that i was hearing rumors about but also anytime i tried to wrap my head around a game where you're playing as superman that's done well i'm like how how do you do it how do you limit him like that yeah it seems kind of impossible for sure i'm also curious to see like why is superman so evil in this game is it just red kryptonite is he just on red kryptonite right now or is he being like mind controlled what's going That's on for you to find out i don't know what uh what other news do we have is there anything else are we done DC? with dc fandom? yeah i think that we covered dc fandom pretty much. i don't like what else was there you said wonder woman i think we're all kind of excited for most of these movies yeah i'll, I'll fly by the other ones I've so i think the... we can all agree in order by most excited batman. The batman tied maybe with suicide the suicide uh, side squad and then 
Wonder Woman. I was definitely more excited for the Suicide Squad when the behind the scenes. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool behind. Anyways, I'm hearing some rumors that uh, Hayden Christian Sin, Hayden, <laughs> Hayden Christian Sin's gonna be Anakin Skywalker for a bit in the Obi Wan series. Oh, really? As well as Darth Vader may have a cameo. Really? So that's gonna be pretty why sweet, they, if why, true. I hate finding these things out. But you know. I know. Like that's it's cool. just a rumor. To be fair, yeah, it'd be cool to just find that out as you're watching. He's also been rumored to be in everything Star Wars since 2015. They're like, oh, Hayden Christensen's gonna be in the Last Jedi, and then he wasn't. Like, oh, he's definitely gonna be in Rise of Skywalker. And yeah. I think he has one of those voice cameos at the end or whatever. But like, that's it. Yeah. What else we got here? Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Sega. They got a new trailer today. I don't still play the Lego games. I liked them as a kid, but I, I have a lot of my friends that still like really, really love those games and say they're a blast. So I have people been telling me to play them for a little bit. I haven't gone around. They are. Yeah. I played them on PlayStation 2 like a year ago. They're, they hold up. Actually, just the Lego games in general. Indian, Lego Indiana Jones. I did so love Lego. Fun. That's the last one I played, I think. Yeah, that or the I don't know which one came out first, but that or the the original like Star Wars saga where it's the like one through six. This is just turned into a video game podcast. I don't even want to do Tenet <laughs> yeah. anymore. So you want to do the question of the week? We have one thing on Tiff, I think. Okay, last thing question, on Tiff. Right? Last thing on Tiff. I guess. Oh, Tiff. Tiff? Yeah. Yeah. So Tiff announced some movies coming out. Yeah, we're we're really a little bit confused about it. They're doing like some in-house shows, some drive-in shows, and some. Virtual like streaming. I don't know. I don't really yeah. know how it works. If there's like tickets or if the streaming ones are just like public. They partnered with uh, some like streaming platform. I wouldn't say streaming platform, just like some virtual platform they can watch them. So maybe it's like I don't know. There's like a, a, a amount of time and you have to put a password in, and then it's... we don't really know how. It yeah, works. yeah, we're, we're yeah. fucking confused. Look it up man. yourself because we're a little confused. But uh, they're gonna be playing movies such as Ammonite. Bruised, Concrete Cowboy, Fauna, and Spring Blossom. I've heard of a few of those, but there's a few that I gotta look and do more. No, about Am Night, but yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I'm excited, I guess. The least excited I've been for Tiff in a while, I guess, but I mean, that makes sense. Last year sucked for me, though. I kept I kept going and I kept getting turned back. What were we, we were supposed to go see Jojo Rabbit? That's what it was. I was gonna come Yeah, you, we, 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 we did. Yeah, we went and we waited about three hours. Yeah, three or four. And we were we just cut off? Like we were the next people in line, right? Yeah, yeah. you guys got yeah. a sick shirt. I did not. Oh, <laughs> did you? I got, I got yeah, shirt, I went yeah. to get Subway. And he got a shirt. I'm pissed. You didn't give me a shirt. What? No, you didn't give me a shirt. No, yeah, you didn't ask for me. I'm sorry. They would have given you one if you said that, probably, but you didn't ask for me. What was like the main things last year they were showing? It was like JoJo, Joker. I went to go see. I went to go see Joker. Irish and the the line for Joker. I think Joker was at like nine o'clock, and there was a screening of oh god, what's that one called? Christian Bale, Matt Damon, the racing uh, cars versus Ford, Ford v Ferrari, the yeah, best v. sounding movie of 2019. Yeah, so it, it was that at five o'clock, and we got in line at like three p.m. for that one, so like six hours before the movie. And I guess there wasn't really much of a line for Ford v Ferrari, and they came out with the tickets, and they're like, "Hey, like, are you guys here to see Ford v Ferrari?" And we're like, "No, we're waiting for Joker." So we could have seen Ford v Ferrari. And then instead we waited for Joker and didn't get let into Joker. And I was like, God damn. And now you're like, we should have seen Ford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so pretty bummed about that. I had a bad tip experience last year. I think I know I saw one thing. Oh, I saw the Vast of Night. That was really cool. It was it was the world premiere. It's on Amazon Prime Video now. Really cool. 
It's the guy's directorial debut. It's a nice little Midnight Madness film. You had more success last year, right? Or two years ago. You went to go see Halloween. I did see Halloween. I forget what else I saw. I always see one or two Midnight Madness films. I think the first time we ever met was like a month after you went to TIFF in 2018. We went to go see Childish Gambino. Mew. That was the same month. That must have been like during TIFF. It was like a week after TIFF. I remember because we were talking about Halloween. I think it was during because TIFF's two weeks long, so I think I might have just seen Halloween, but I think it was during oh, TIFF. Oh, yeah, it might have been at the tail end. But yeah, cool concert. That was a yeah. good time. We met there? That was the first time we ever met? That was the first time, yeah, you drove us to Charles Gambino. All right. That was nice of me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who this Ben person is, but I'm right. nervous about uh, people. My question of the week? Yes. Yeah. I forgot to think of it. You, just, <laughs> you guys really wanted to get started. I kind of had a half a question, but I'll, I'll go with whatever I was thinking. That's fine. Uh, I had a really good uh, cinematic experience with Tenet. What's the best cinematic experience you guys have ever had? Oh no! Oh, I, I got no. I got I got my answer immediately. Okay, wait. Not even cinematic. What What's the best theater experience you guys have ever had? I talked to you about this two weeks ago. We like, do you, do you guys? And and on a side question, this is three okay. questions in one. <laughs> um, what's the best theater experience you ever had? And do you guys like? The, the quote-unquote theater experience like do you like that the cheering crowds one? okay at an opening night movie or do you want everyone to shut the fuck up and listen okay. so i was telling jago about this we watched the raid the first two raids over like within a week and i was when i went to go see the raid 2 because i saw the raid i just watched the raid at home which was and then like immediately fell in love with this this like movie because the action is insane and if you don't know the raid it's an indonesian um action martial arts flick directed by a guy from australia <laughs> some white guy um but then the raid 2 came out and landmark showed it showed the premiere of it and i told my dad i was like yo let's go i didn't think it was going to be busy it was sold out and the entire movie or any action scene anything anytime anything like brutal happened to any of the characters people would just cheer or react and i was like most times like when i'm seeing like john wick or something i'd be like oh the like shut the fuck up just let me enjoy this but it just added to it and yeah i i enjoyed in that sense but i also went to go see a quiet place and people intentionally like went through their popcorn and candy bags at the quietest of moments i'm like are you like serious right now what well, sucks too though because that movie's so quiet too at any sound it's like oh, yeah. i don't want to be this person but i want to eat this yeah but that was mine you ever sneak like a can of pop into the movies? Yeah, Jacob you does to open all it during. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're waiting for a loud moment, and then you buck up and open it at a quiet moment. Anytime I go to the movies with Jacob, he does that. I make it a point to stare at him as he, <laughs> as he does as he opens it up, and he does it. You just gotta, you just gotta pop it. You don't gotta slow. The slower you do it, the more noise it makes. You just gotta, I, know, I always do it slowly too, though. <laughs> just nervous, you know. When me and Tori started dating, we started watching like all the. It was a bit after we started dating. It was probably like a year after we started dating. We started watching all the Marvel movies and just started like binge watching them. And uh, it was up, like leading up to Endgame. And then like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but when we saw Endgame, that was just one of the most fun experiences yeah. I had. Everyone was cheering, but it just kind of felt like well-deserved. That's a fair you one. Know? It was just everyone was cheering and clapping. It wasn't really getting me annoyed like it usually does. I, I like I was it, just I like it on opening mood. night. You know? experience like that where like everyone as long as they don't get out of control i've had a few where it's like people are i don't know 
I guess it's hard to tell people how to react to a movie. I laugh at things all the time. People don't laugh at it. And I have yeah. the most obnoxious, like, loud laugh in a Horror theater. movies, I find it like, annoying when people are, like, laughing a bunch. But I went, when I saw Endgame, I went to a concert in Toronto. And I went to the 11.15 p.m. premiere of it. And I was stuck in traffic in, like, Ajax at 10.30. It was supposed to be in Oshawa. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking make this movie. And I walked in right at, like, 11.20 as the previews were just ending. And it was the same, like, people were cheering and clapping and reacting, like, really loud to this movie. But I remember at the end, when people start to cry, and the person beside me wasn't crying, and same with me, I was, like, dry-eyed, just like, oh, yeah, this is sad. And she, like, leans over, and she's like, why is everybody crying? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it either, but... I, love I mean, I, I ball every time I watch that movie, but I'm a crybaby. I cry at everything. I can't. I know. I haven't found the one yet. You don't you cry never cried in a movie? I'm trying to remember. The, I think the last movie. Okay. The last movie I cried in or like got teary eyed in was like. I think it was The Space Between Us, but it was because of the soundtrack. And it wasn't because of what was going on. But that was the one where he like meets. You know, he lives in Mars. Or he was born on Mars or whatever the fuck and meets the girl and like. Colorado. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. People always say like, "Oh, that movie's so sappy," and a lot of the time I end up crying at those kind of movies. So, yeah, I don't know. At a certain <laughs> point, open like I, I never used to cry in movies, and I think it was early high school days, and I was like getting all nervous to audition for the musicals, and I was like, "Hey, at, th- at that point, I wanted to be an actor. I was like, if I want to be a serious actor, I got to learn how to cry." So I tried teaching myself how to cry in command. And I just listened to a lot of, like, sad film scores and just stared at a wall until I cried. <laughs> ever since I opened those floodgates, I cry at everything. Yeah, I, all I, the time. I can big cry as well. I'll do it to my girlfriend. She gets freaked out. Oh, yes, I'm just a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, mine, mine's pretty basic, too, but mine's definitely just Deathly Hallows Part 2. First mid- the midnight premiere for Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um, they gave out like Harry Potter 3D glasses, where it's like they are 3D glasses that look like Harry's that glasses. That was in 3D. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't even know that. I mean, real D 3D, so it's trash. But I'm glad that trends over. What a terrible five years at the theater. I hated 3D. Yeah, I do miss the the limited 3D. edition 3D glasses. There were some cool ones. Yeah. I liked the like the Star Wars Kylo Ren clone trooper ones, or not clone trooper, stormtrooper ones. The purple Justin Bieber for the Never Say Never in 3D concert movie. That's <laughs> the best one. Those are the best glasses, yeah. That, was, got that movie back. used 3D the best any ones ever used 3D, I think. Yeah, probably. Better than Avatar. Justin Bieber in 3D? Man. It's up there with Sharkboy and Lava Girl. We're going to have this debate this episode? Okay, let's get the tenet. Let's get the tenet. <laughs> yeah, we... We really went off track. So yeah, this is what happens when we're all together, I guess. No, I was letting it happen. I knew. Yeah. So Tenant, we've all come. I think we're all in like common consensus that this movie is fucking confusing. Like we are all little, little confused. It's, it's by far his most convoluted film. What did you say? So we're we're gonna try to go without talking about spoilers in this, but this is kind of a a first impressions review more than like an actual review. Because for me, at least, I'm, I don't really feel comfortable rating it yet. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't know where I'd place this movie. I, I think for me, can I say rating right now? Like, a, Should we not do that? No, right? we'll do it at the end. Okay, yeah. whatever. Fuck me, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to break our... Okay, well, right now, whatever my rating is that we'll leave at the end, I think it's between a star out of ten. Like, I think it's between a blank and a blank. And I don't think it'll drift far below or above that. I think it's going to fall somewhere in there, but I don't know if it's... 
It's on the edge. One or the other. It's like leaning. Um, so yeah, Tenet, new Christopher Nolan movie. We've kind of obviously established that last week. It is about, well, I'm just reading this off Google, but a secret agent embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War Three. Yeah, that's basically it, I guess. Um, it stars John David Washington as the protagonist, which is literally just his name in the movie. <laughs> Robert Pattinson as Neil. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, is that how you say it? Which I thought, which I was like, this just looks like Sophie Turner or whatever. Uh, you think so? Yeah. I don't you see don't it. see it? Do you see it? I don't really know what Sophie Turner looks like, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Jacob hates the Jonas Brothers and Game of Thrones. Himesh Patel, which I'm pretty sure is Dev Patel's brother. Oh, oh really? Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Love me some Dev Patel. Clemence Poesi? Poesi? She's the la- She's a scientist at the- near the beginning. Yeah. Um, Michael Caine and Kenneth Branagh. 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 As as YouTube told me. Oh, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, which was a nice yeah. surprise. No, honestly, I oh I kept forgetting he was in this movie, and then <laughs> he's in it. He's not in it a lot, but like the his his last scene of the movie is when I realized it was Aaron Taylor Johnson. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot he was in this movie, and I forgot that I'd been staring at him for two I and think a half hours. Because every movie I see with him, he always looks a little bit different. Yeah, like, I'm still used to seeing like thinking of Kick Ass as he looked like. Yeah, and Kick Ass. He is a very versatile look. He's what, like 10, 15 years older now? Mm-hmm. What was the last thing he was in then? I, I can't remember what the last thing I Godzilla? Was last no, thing. I Godzilla was 2014. Him. Age of Ultron was 2015. Oh, okay. Because he's Quicksilver in that. Um, there's something else he was in that's a smaller film that I saw like a year or two ago. Why don't you guys give your final thought? Or final thought. Final thoughts, yeah. Final <laughs> so thoughts yeah, on the this film, This movie guys. was confusing. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Well, let's just go through the cast right now and talk about the performances, because I think that's one of the undeniable highlights of the film. Yeah, who's your favorite? Not not the characters specifically. Yeah. It's weird, because, like, I thought everyone was enjoyable to watch, and, like, even though some people are, like, you know, evil, and some people are... Some like, everyone are protagonists, and some yeah. people are antagonists. Exactly. I didn't like that part of the film, that they um, said that. Some people are just, like, most characters are kind of, like, one-dimensional, but everyone's enjoyable to watch, and it's... I don't know. I couldn't describe the protagonist with one word, but like I liked watching him. He's charming. Yeah, yeah. everyone's kind of just they, yeah. They're very one dimensional. Like they just got <laughs> one kind of key aspect to them, and that's it. Yeah. Which people say that a lot about Nolan films, but I think this is probably this the strongest case for it. I think it's because the lead doesn't have much going either for me. I've actually I've actually got some theories for it for later. You don't like and at least. The past Nolan movies, you at least get one character that's fleshed out, but like nobody is really fleshed out. Just yeah. other than, um, what's the girl's name? Character. I I don't think so though. I was gonna say that Elizabeth Debicki's character. Yeah, but she like I mean she's not even like, that fleshed she's really out. Really, just a mother. She's the who only loves her child. She, that's her yeah. whole character. But she's the only one you know her backstory to, and that's it. So she is the most fleshed out technically. She's the most fleshed out for sure. But that's, that's been saying a lot. Not saying much. <laughs> no, not saying much. I mean, I'm trying to describe her, but I'm like, would this just be like a, a spoiler by saying like you can you can cut this out if this is a spoiler, but she's the dead wife trope from Christopher Nolan fighting back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> that's not spoiling anything. Not really. Yeah, because pretty pretty right off the bat, she admits that her husband's abusive. So okay, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the standout performance? Because there were like 
pretty. There were. Three. I want to say Kenneth. Yeah, I was going to say he Kenneth. Was too. He was scary. Yeah, I'd say between him and honestly, I, I really like John David Washington. Even oh, though his yeah. character didn't have much, I was always the thing with John David Washington. I was like, is this going to be a spy movie? Like, is he just going to you know sneak around? But that guy's a fucking badass. Yeah, he is. I heard badass. he did a lot of his own stuff. He did, too. which I was like, I noticed there's one scene, and it's like this isn't spoiling anything, but. It's on the highway, and they say in the behind-the-scenes trailer that showed before Inception that they they uh, closed off an entire section of a highway to film the scene, and that I'm pretty sure he did that scene like on the fire trucks and everything. I was like, this is like that's fucking. It is really cool. Yeah, it, I feel like it, it, we're we're not gonna really be able to talk about this in depth until like all the bonus features and like behind-the-scenes stuff of the production are gonna come out, but. I've heard that most of this movie is all practical, which is something that I no one's known it. for. Yeah, well, after I heard that, I wanted to go back and just watch that because some of it, I was like, you can tell like some shots are obviously in reverse and when it would be in reverse, but then a lot of the fight scenes are actually choreographed in reverse. I was yeah, like, how do they so do that? Cool. A like, lot of wires. That's what I'm sure. Cables. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a a little recording scare for a second, but we're good. I think, right? Yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're good. good. Anyway, like I wouldn't say to watch this movie for like story and something to think about. I'd say go watch this movie more so just the production stuff, like just the action sequences and just the atmosphere that was built. I feel like is worth just watching. Yeah, I, I think it might be that. the most like gorgeous looking Nolan, Nolan film. Yeah, I agree there, too. I, a lot of that is in benefit to the setting too, and like filming on location. But seeing it in IMAX on seventy millimeters, some of the shots, like there's the shot of Elizabeth Debicki when she's on the boat, and like she's in the bottom like twenty percent of the frame, and the rest is just all the the wide shot of the mountains in the ocean. Like that looked so cool. Yeah, in like the very beginning, there's a lot of like long tracking shots going on and stuff like yeah. that, and those were really exciting. Speaking of the beginning, I think this I think this might be next to Inception my favorite like opening Nolan movie. Oh, I was gonna say remind me of like uh the Dark Knight. Yeah, oh sorry, that's that's a, like Inception and Dark Knight more though. But like just gets right like right into it and you're like strapped in. This film doesn't ever really stop. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it to a fault. I think for movies like this, like spy movies or like secret agent based movies um you fall into a lot of like slower paced scenes for explanation but i feel like this movie knows what it wants to say knows that it has to get the point of what they're doing across so like for example there's a dinner scene where john david washington characters meets kenneth bronig's character i think very like the first time and most movies would just have small talk building up to like them face having like a first face off but like right off the bat, the guy's like, "Are you fucking my wife?" <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, "No." And then they have like a quick exchange, and then that's it. And he leaves him like because he threatens to slice his balls off and shove him. But then he like gets up and leaves, and I'm like, "Okay, this is what I just want to say. Like, I don't want filler. I just want the point." I don't know. That to be fair, I I think we all felt this way. The first forty five minutes to an hour of this film. I was very lost on the plot. Oh, yeah. I was they, doing, they, even the second half, I'm a little lost on what happened. But there. I think the second half is more like, because, like, I don't know, I thought this is one of those movies where you're like, oh, it's Nolan, you're going to be so confused, they're messing with time and stuff. Like, it's not even just the time stuff that's confusing, because I, I think I can kind of wrap my head around that. 
it's the basic plot of the mission. Like, how he yeah. gets involved in it, why he knows to go to Mumbai, why he knows to go... Like, why who, does he who even any know? of these people are. Yeah, like, you know? they just keep cutting to these different people that were supposed to understand their role in this and then cutting Who's back. the guy at the beginning in the, like, the wind near the winter on the boat when he wakes up like i don't know who the fuck that guy was and i never saw him again yeah i yeah. feel like this movie is perfect for people that want to go home and watch like videos on how it's all put together and what the story was and like if you want to like just figure it out on your own i feel like it's going to take you a lot of work like this is like a very impenetrable uh movie it's very inaccessible yeah completely um i think i talked about this with you on the phone quickly jacob but I don't know. Did you notice dialogue issues? Yeah, I, I had heard that going in. Like we were talking about it on the way up. Um, not overall in the film. I think there was a couple scenes like when they're on yeah. the the glider boats or whatever. That I didn't I didn't get more than a word out of that conversation. Whenever people have a mask on, I thought it was really hard to. <laughs> I know you're supposed to like make it somewhat real. Like, oh, you have a mask on. You're not going to be able to hear them. But they were just like, no, mask on. You can't hear them now. <laughs> Sorry. And then there is one scene that's kind of spoilerish to explain why it sounded off to me. Not really. You know what? You know they're messing with time and that time inversion is part of the film. So, But there's one scene where someone's speaking and then you, like, hear them twice and I kept not really being able to understand oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of times I felt too where I just couldn't... <laughs> on top of the plot being a little incoherent like i couldn't understand anybody <laughs> yeah the plot was just something involving a painting forger and then like yeah like, that, that was, was all like very shoehorned in where i was just like oh i don't really know I what's guess going they, on but it almost feel like they did the movie and then or he like wrote out this movie he's like oh wait i need to find some sort of motive for him or way for him to get to the man main antagonist Okay, let's do I'm this. sure like it all means something, but like I have no clue yeah. what it could be. I don't know like, like the history of that painting either, so I don't know. Maybe the painting has a hidden meaning. Like I know my friend Cassie like heard the name of the artist that did it was like Goya or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And she's like she gasped and I'm like, Okay, I don't know what this means. She's a she's a artist, but I'm like, okay, is this an artist thing? <laughs> Are only art kids gonna get this? Like <laughs> Hardcore art fans. Yeah. Love Nolan. This is highest art is this movie uh, <laughs> no, i'm like really like the only thing i'm really high on in this movie is the action i was really pleased with the act even that like that kitchen scene with at the beginning with oh, John David Washington. So it was so short unfortunately but it was like super fast paced i was like and that made me you know i really want to see more like john david washington in action movies i've i've always thought like no one's really good at capturing like story action but he's never been able to do like action sequences. Yeah, like too hand well. to hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this one was probably the first one where I was like, "This is like really exciting." Yeah, like this action really cool. story action, like an Inception with like yeah, like Joseph or like story action, like say something like the first scene in the Dark Knight, or like uh, okay, yeah, just things that are like melded between the two of them. He's good at action set pieces. He hasn't been specifically great with like hand to hand combat or like direct personal action. Yeah, choreo griffy or anything yeah. like that well he doesn't do the choreography or even himself, like the but... car chases in in dark knight i don't really think they're like that great uh i don't mind the the bat bike stuff yeah but it's not like i don't know there's a no john wick motorcycle john wick. no yeah. no the raid too you know no, no fast two. and furious but i feel, feel like this one too is the one that utilizes like the concept in its action the best where a lot of them like inception like the dreams come into play like every now and then like the story action like the train or something things like that. are happening yeah but they don't like manipulate time in the action it's actually the 
I'd say the one that's really good is the hallway. The hallway, hotel hallway. But this one, I'd say the whole time they're always utilizing that concept in the action. It's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, it is really cool. And what they do with it is pretty impressive, for sure. What's something I was going to say about this movie that I can't... There's too much that happens that I'm just like, what the fuck? Have <laughs> you seen Mission what? Impossible franchise, Gabe? Um, I've seen almost all of it. There's probably a couple... Did you see Fallout? Yes. Okay, I know Jacob hasn't seen them, but I was, was telling... Was Fallout the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I did. I didn't the... see Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation? Yeah, number five. Yeah, I didn't see that one. The The bathroom fight in Fallout kind of reminded me of the restaurant fight in oh, this where movie. He, where he cocks his arms like guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the bathroom was a little bit better, just because that Henry Cavill's brutal in that scene. But I, I don't know. I, I really like that restaurant fight scene for sure. Um, I, I was a little disappointed with the... I guess it was fine, but the the bungeeing up to a building scene. It just looked so cool in the trailer. I was like, oh, I'm so so stoked for that scene. Yeah. It was cool, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was just so lame what happened when they get up there. Yeah, yeah. it was very anticlimactic. Thought, yeah. yeah. It's fine, the editing, this movie. Maybe just the way the story was like even like written down. Just, there's a lot of like jump cuts that didn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, to it's going to add up to my theory. So I think I think the Mumbai... Like the when they start bungee jumping, they're talking about bungee jumping, and then they cut to them hooking up their bungee like cords. I'm like, wait, do you what? know where I'm going with my theory? No, not completely. But I was gonna say it bothered me. I mean, it's obviously like the same setup in Inception where he's walking around and they're like talking, setting up kind of like the mission, and then they keep on going between different set pieces. Like there's that one, and then also just them getting to Mumbai. One of Robert Pattinson where he goes to sleep, and the very next shot is just like standing like right up oh when they're in the container it's near the end of the movie yeah Yeah, okay he's like you should get some sleep but he's up (laughs) ready to go okay we're we're done here now okay he's like a train horn or not train horn a boat horn wakes him up yeah there's just a lot of stuff like that where i was like oh time's just passing like it's like did i close my eyes for a second and fall asleep and (laughs) miss like 30 seconds i'm glad that uh elizabeth debicki's getting some you mean sophie turner yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like her though. Like, I, I think she's been great in everything I've seen her in. Um, she was she's good in Guardians Volume Two as the the Golden Lady, whatever her name is. Oh, she was that was her. Yeah, like oh. the really tall Golden Woman. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, crap, what's the movie? Widows. She was really, really, really. She was the highlight of Widows for me. I didn't love Widows. I know some people that love that movie. But that was fine. I haven't seen her in any. I did yeah. not see that, and I heard like I saw a lot of people. I love that movie. It was alright. It was okay. I, she's great in it, though. So, um, what was your theory? Can I... It's kind of spoilerish. Alright, we'll hold off for five more minutes, and then... Okay, we'll yeah. sure. We'll That's fine. I feel like it, it's, a, it's a better way to talk about theories at the end. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any. I'll just tell you <laughs> <Okay>. right now. <laughs> for me, I yeah, I think my main problem with the movie, though, is the plot is just it's super hard to follow, and it's like... Too muddled. Yeah, it's one of those movies that demands a rewatch but not in other christopher nolan movies where like you're trying to figure out like how it all pieces together like i just don't know what was happening i need subtitles to watch this movie like yeah it's like what i said in our our last episode where i always thought inception was confusing as a kid and then watch it now and i'm like this is confusing but this this is confusing if i watched this when i was a kid i would have been like wait what (laughs) like i would have been stuck on the first like orchestra scene (laughs) and then the movie would have ended. It would be like, wait, what's going on in the orchestra scene? Yeah, I yeah. kind of forgot what the opening was a second ago when you guys were talking about it, to be honest. But I think for me, the problem is, like, I only really like the action in this movie. That's kind of the only thing I can hold on to. I think the concept's really cool. 
the action, but like just didn't get really I, much I like, from this. I like the concept action. The directing is great. I think yeah, you know, the it, cinematography it's, actually, is great. True. It's definitely his best looking movie, like we were saying before. Uh, I like the performances. I just don't like the characters. And I don't dislike the characters. I just don't think they're well-developed characters. Yeah. Well, I knew they wouldn't be well-developed when I saw that Washington's character's name was the protagonist. In yeah. the casting <laughs> list, I was like, okay. We're not getting anything Curious on Curious that uh, Kenneth Branagh's character is not the antagonist, though. He has a name. Well, <laughs> what, what would the wife say to him? <laughs> I know, but it's just weird, like... <laughs> You're being the antagonist right now. <laughs> Maybe he's not the antagonist. Maybe that's why. Oh, is this your theory? No, I'm adding it to my theory right now. People with names okay. are the enemy. I'm adding it to movie. my theory. Because he's not the antagonist in my theory. Okay. So yeah, I didn't think about that, but now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. My theory's sick now. <laughs> it's not, but... I think it's, I think it's a movie I could probably grow on, more on, but it's just... The, my first viewing, I'm just not too sure what to think about this. Yeah, it definitely... Like, even, like, I went right on Letterboxd, and I put it at a three and a half, but then I put it as my fifth favorite Nolan film above Batman Begins and Insomnia, which are both four stars. And I was like, oh, maybe it's not. And I was like, but I just don't know. Like, this is this is a film I definitely want to go see. I think I, I might see it again tonight, to be honest. So, yeah, depends. Right. Mary works. So if she's down to go see it after a 12 hour shift, I don't I mean, know if it's going to be the best for her. <laughs> I think most of us, if are you going to see it again? I'm willing to see it again. If we, if we watch it again, I think we'll probably do for five minutes on the next episode. Just mention where we're at. Just say... It's all go together. When do you guys want to go? You want to see it three I times? I think I'm seeing it tonight. I'm, I'm at least seeing it four times. I already I'll have see plans, it. so... Soon, but we're not going to talk about when right now. But <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to make plans on our Yeah, because Jacob's leaving us. Yeah, I'm going away to school soon, but we'll figure it film out. school, so. a little film boy. A little film boy. He's going to make the next tenant. You should I walk into not. class. <laughs> you should walk into class. And then your teacher's gonna be like, "So, what do you like? Where do you see yourself in ten years?" I'm gonna be like, "Making the sequel to Tenet, <laughs> bridging um, the gap between Tenet and Inception. There's, n- there's none, but I could imagine. I'll make that movie. Yeah, uh, the, the, the opening. Sorry, I didn't say anything when you guys were talking about it before because I forgot what the opening was. But now you know. Yeah, what so good. I love that opening. I have actually that was my third time seeing the orchestra sequence because uh, that like when I when they played. The Nolan Marathon at the Cinesphere back mm-hmm. in like February. I saw The Dark Knight and Inception again. So they played that opening like five ish minutes there. What point? IMAX. What point did it hit? Um, I think the explosion is when it cut. Like thirty seconds after the explosion. Oh, when he's outside of the building. Yeah. So the whole orchestra scene. Hmm. Okay. So but I think there's also like a minute they edited out. A minute or two. So you get a little taste. There's like a little bit of dialogue. A little story moment. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of dialogue between exchange between two characters. I think they edited out for my part of it because I didn't remember it at all. Okay. I think if you don't like Nolan movies, you're not going to like this one at all. This is like <laughs> the Nolan movie. This is like, what did Absolutely. you say? What did you say today? It's like, oh, people think my stories are confu- confusing. <laughs> it was um something like, People say he has too much exposition. Just fuck you to that. <laughs> yeah, you. We explain too much in our movies. Try to follow this, motherfuckers. <laughs> you. We got. We still got it a little bit with with uh, Elizabeth Debeckis or whatever her name. Yes. Whatever the fuck her name is. Debicki. Debicki. But overall, true. Say final thought. Are your. Let's go into your theory now. Well, I want. Last thing I want to talk about that I feel like we don't talk about enough is the score specifically. This, oh, I was, actually, I do have a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I was very curious with this because it's. He'd be working with Hans Zimmer for the last, like, what, seven, eight movies in a row? Yeah, no, it's Ludwig. Maybe not that long. Connor, I don't know. Or for sure, yeah, since no. since The Dark Knight, 
he's worked with him. I forget who composed The Prestige. Yeah, it's a different guy. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know who did it. But yeah, so since The Dark Knight, he's been working with Hans Zimmer. And Hans... Did, was it Dune? He's doing Dune, yeah. Yeah, he had to choose between Dune and this. And he chose Dune, which is fair. I'd choose Dune, too. He's like, sorry, Christopher. But it gave us a chance to see Christopher Nolan working alongside a different composer. And it was Ludwig, which is sick. So I was pretty stoked on that. If you guys don't know, it's the, the guy who did Black Panther. He does a lot of sitcom work, like Community and New Girl. I'm looking at uh, it He now. worked with Childish Gambino for a while on his albums. Ludwig Goronz. Yeah. Yeah, most of his Childish Gambino stuff. He didn't do the new one, right? I think he did. Did he? Okay. He didn't do Camp, though. Did he do I Camp? He did do Maybe Camp. he did do Camp. He did, like, I think he did all of his albums. He even worked with them on like one or two of his EPs. Because they met on Community. Because yeah. he did Community while David, or while David, while Donald was on it. And then... I think he like went up to him. And was like, "Hey, would you help me?" Most notably my for me, he did a uh, Mandalorian, which I think yeah, is like one of the best Star Wars like scores in a while. Yeah, just captures the original trilogy really nice, but also does something different with it. I also think it's the only good Star Wars music outside of in 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 film and TV that's not John Williams. Cause I, I I love Michael Giacchino, but his score for Rogue One was whatever. I love John Powell because he did the Hydra and Dragon trilogy, and that's like some of my favorite music in film ever. And he did Solo; it was whatever. But yeah, Ludwig in the Mandalorian, he killed it. Yeah, he yeah. did basically. I'm looking at it now. He did every anything that Gambino has released. He's done. Okay. And then he served. He wrote and produced every song on Awaken My Love. So he's pretty. He's pretty great. So yeah, I, I was excited to see this movie with him in it, but it almost felt like it, you. It's not exactly Hans Zimmer, but it felt like instead of a Nolan film being scored with someone else's sound. It felt like he was trying to sound like a Nolan film. I thought I thought he was taking his own had his own take on it. Like he uses a, a lot more synths. Like I feel like Hans Zimmer isn't really like a synth person. Yeah. He's a lot more like traditional instruments and stuff like that. And this one did a lot isn't a spoiler, but he reversed a couple uh yeah, a couple synths really cool. and sounded really cool. <laughs> would you like did you like the uh tenant theme song? At the end, the credits. Oh, the Travis the Scott. Travis, song. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. There's one song though in the movie on the highway. Uh, I thought the song was really distracting and like the track. Yeah, the track was. He he uses this like vocal sample and it just did not sound. Yeah. Appropriate in the moment, I didn't think. I didn't listen to the Travis Scott song before the movie, so when I heard the vocals in the score, I thought the Travis song or the Travis Scott song was going to be during the highway sequence. Wait, that was like, Travis Scott. No, 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 that's what I mean. Like, I didn't know the song at all, so when I heard the vocals in the score, oh, I thought okay. the Travis Scott song was going to be played during that whole sequence, but then it was just music, and I was like, yeah, what the hell, what you was that? you know what that? we're talking about? The highway scene. Yeah, Do but you like remember the song? that, though, the, the, the weird song? vocals no. at the beginning? I'm so lost. You don't know the song? I don't, I don't remember it, no. Okay. It was very brief. I do remember a lot of songs, or, like, just sounds in general, being very overbearing yeah, at very... times. Yeah, over the dialogue. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying to hear like John David Washington whisper his his lines to this character. Just, I did like the score though. You know, you know what I noticed with his. So I don't know if it was written in if he just like off a whim just said some of the lines, but they completely dismissed any uh like comedic line he said because I remember I can't I can't pick one out specifically. But I know there were some where he would say a line and immediately the person will reply. Not even like a space, but one, sep- one second gap. He would finish the last word <laughs> no and they time. would cut and they would just talk. <laughs> no time for jokes. No time at all. 
I feel like, yeah, this movie... I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about, like, how people said, like, it's very humorless. And, Wait, like, Sarah, could I, I need to interrupt you right now, because I just realized Gabe explained how the guy makes a joke, and the second later, the person immediately cuts in, and I just made a joke, and we laughed, and you, the second I made the joke, you just started going. <laughs> you just started talking. It's intentional. <laughs> I don't think so, but an asshole. So, yeah, yeah you uh, the humorless reviews. Yeah, so I feel like when people hear that, they don't know exactly what it means, and then, like, this movie doesn't need to have jokes. This movie does have jokes. None of them land, but really what they mean more is, like, it feels very impersonal. I don't know. Were you guys having fun in this movie? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, okay, one line. It's like a I spy remember. action movie, but I didn't really feel like I was. Having I was having fun. fun whenever Neil was on screen. Neil? Yeah. yeah. Okay. One line I remember specifically that was like a comment. It's the most generic like line is when John David Washington goes to that dinner and one of the bodyguards is uh, making sure he has no weapons or anything on him, and he just says. Whoa, take me out to dinner first. And then it cuts to him sitting down or walking over. Okay, and I'm like, wait, what? Was that, am I supposed to laugh? But even that was kind of like, eh. Like, you know, it wasn't like hilarious or anything. I, I like remember that. laughing twice, but I don't remember the jokes. So maybe it wasn't that funny. He's like, he is effortlessly cool, though. I will say that. Yeah. John David Washington is effortless. Yeah. Um, like his dad. One thing I forgot we didn't talk about. How have we not talked about the plane scene? Yeah, it was whatever. <laughs> what do you mean it was whatever? It was... I, was, I didn't think it was that exciting. Really? <laughs> it was very built up. I, the highway scene's a lot cooler. I've, yeah, yeah. With the, with the fire trucks and everything. I think the, the plane scene, it, I don't know. It's hard to, like, take... They showed it in behind the scenes. Which That's is why, I guess. Really yeah. stupid. I feel um, like the build up to it, when they're cutting back and forth between Neil explaining what they're going to do and, and being told by the person giving a tour of the place... Like, oh, this is what we have. We have this, 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 and this is a lot more interesting than the actual execution of it. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely a scene that's enhanced if you know that it's all practical, that they've really brought a yeah. 747 there and crashed it into a building. Like, that's just insane to me. And, like, seeing it happen, just knowing that all of it is real definitely enhanced it to me, which maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. Does it make it... Like, it's more impressive technically. That's, that's how I like, felt. Was like, it was... All of it was really like technically impressive, but there's no like. I feel like there's a lot of substance to this movie. Maybe there is. I like the plane scene a I, lot. I like it. Sick. Come back to it and like really dig into it, but it's not. I guess it's just one of those movies where you need to come back to really get a good opinion on it. I do also like it from start to finish, being like the end of it being the fight between the guy that comes out of the machine. Like if the start is the plane sequence, and the end of the sequence is that ending of it. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. like I like the whole scene where it's. Uh, Neil and the that protagonist. Whole area, yeah. Um, and they have to hold their breath. Oh, I'm always a sucker yeah. for hold your breath scenes because I hold it. I hold it with them in the theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you know that the the theater time, like real life time, is different from the no, movie no, time. No, 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 no. It's in real time. So, we got like a few minutes left here. Do you want to do your theory and then wrap it up? Yeah, okay, I'm down. Uh, so, I just thought of it today. So. Don't uh, don't hold me to it. It's not the best. It's kind of two theories in one. One of them is something I truly believe. The other is just silly and fun. But I'm liking it the more I think about it. The first one is just, I think, you know, we were talking about last week. If Inception and the Prestige are his love letter to filmmaking, I think this is just a love letter to his, like, his his imagination and his childhood. <laughs> I feel like this whole movie, the reason the characters are so one-dimensional and the way the action works the way it does, I think this is just what he wishes he could have his life could have been like as a kid because he's such a huge bond fan not even just like 
a love letter to Bond and spy movies, but I feel like this is just what he dreamed of as a kid. Like, if you dreamed of being a Jedi as a kid, or if you dreamed of being Spider-Man, this is what he dreamed of. And it just feels like this is what he wanted. This was, this was him daydreaming in high school. Like, this is a movie he wanted? This is or... No, this is what he daydreamed of in high school. This movie. <laughs> he like, the, 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 the cool guy with like, effortless swagger comes in and, like, saves the the beautiful blonde woman uh, from from the terrible abusive husband he's definitely trying to make a bond movie it feels like yeah um, and then the, 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 the second movie, though. yeah you've never seen a bond movie <laughs> which <laughs> is very brutal. spy movie i wait uh, real quick i feel you know how you said like so prestige is like his movie to like filmmaking and stuff maybe this is just his movie to his own movies this is just like <laughs> Yeah, this is my love for Nolan movies. My own. He's very self-aware. He's I'm like, I indulge as much as I can. Yeah, I think it's just all about what he loves. Just his imagination that way. Like, I feel like it's definitely his most, the most Nolan. Like, also, real quick before you get to your last theory, your other theory, did they say Tenet more than once in this movie? Because I didn't. If I didn't, if they did, I didn't catch I on. I think they literally said it a hundred times. Okay, then I didn't hear the fucking dialogue. dialogue you know? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe three times. Because he's like, oh, they just say the word tenant can open the right doors or some of the wrong ones. And I'm like, okay, so that's going to be like code word. Like people know. Yeah, I thought it was literal, but no, it's not. <laughs> and then I was like, did he even say the word like at all? To I'm glad it was the last word of the movie when he looks at the screen and says tenant and then it ended. He winks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining that. They said, now. They, just... they said, uh, what's the Star Wars meme that everyone does now with Rise of Skywalker? Say, what, what's your name? And he went, it's the protagonist. The protagonist, Tenet. And then he winked. It's the ending of Call Me By Your Name. And he just looks into the fireplace. Maybe Tenet says, is Tenet. his name in the movie. And then you're, he's just supposed to say his name and people just know who he is. I don't know. Anyway, my other theory. Yeah. This okay. is a bit more spoilerish. So, so spoilers, I haven't, I haven't, spoilers from here? It's not yeah. very well thought out because I literally thought of it a second before I came over There's here. There's one spoiler actually I wanted to address. So so feel free to bash this theory immediately. But here's my theory. You guys were talking about how there's a lot of like quick cuts and, and cuts to like other scenes. Some of them are even mid-conversation it feels. like It feels like there's a conversation going on and then it cuts to the same conversation in a totally different area. Specifically... Yeah. Robert Pattinson's character Neil, when he approaches the idea of the plane and the whole mission of that, understand he needs to. It's a it's a very well thought out mission that he needs to think about. But the next, he's like halfway through talking about it, and then it cuts to them walking outside when it's that that scene from the trailer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And there's a lot of a lot of cuts like that where you're just the second they think about going somewhere, they're there, and it's almost identical to how, um, like Dom talks about how you recognize you're in a dream in Inception. It's like, yeah. how did we get here? Like, in a dream, you start somewhere, you don't remember how you got there, or then if you want to do something, you're there the next second. It's exactly like that. My theory is that this is all a dream, and that Neil's character is breaking into the protagonists to steal the quote-unquote, the algorithm or whatever, is actually, it's actually his secrets. Get out of here. So Neil's stealing his secrets the entire time. And it's all built up like this spy movie because they, they like did their research on the protagonist guy and they figured out because he's just like a Nolan type guy, this is exactly the world that he would believe. You know, he's he's got that crazy imagination that this is this is the world he wants to create for himself. So they set him up in his perfect world so he never doubts it. So as long as he's the hero of the story and he's doing all these amazing things, he's never gonna doubt it. And then he steals the algorithm from him. 
Well, he doesn't physically steal it, but once he once he has it, he knows it. Like in, in Inception, like you don't you can yeah, get yeah, the yeah, secrets yeah. out of the vault, read it, and put it back. Doesn't matter. But he's got his. They're not going to leave it with it physically. And then they shoot him in the head, and he wakes up. <laughs> and he wakes up, and it was just like a dream, and he loved that dream. He's like, "Oh, what a sick dream! I wish I was a spy." And this is a big spoiler but when Aaron Taylor Johnson takes part the new <laughs> the the atom bomb and gives it to. The protagonist, that's when he dies. It just explodes in his hands. That's the end of the movie. I don't, I don't know what to say about that, but that's kind of interesting. You love also, it? I didn't it's know you could funny. take apart an atom bomb you, until... I, t- I only thought <laughs> of it because I was thinking how similar the edits were, though, where it does feel like it's edited the same way they would a dream. Well, I think he's definitely addressing like how the flow of time works. Just how... Sometimes, you know... I don't know. It, it, was, it, it, it almost place. felt like it was more dream-like than time-like. It didn't feel like they were inverting the time. It felt like they were messing with it. I wish he would have slowed down the movie a little bit. To... So what was the whole thing with the the bullets like you see in the trailer so those things since we're in like spoiler world this is, this is a little spoiler but were those bullets so they were found in like the regular moving time and then they use those ones yeah well but and they anything, were brought anything there. put into the machine comes out inverted so the bullets were inverted and then they can mess with it their own way that's okay. the only that's a weird thing to me though is how come they're able to manipulate things afterwards because like once when when a person goes through and they're inverted everything's going backwards for them right Don't think about it just feel it <laughs> yeah like i remember but, like, those reviews. there's that one line where he just kind of holds up his hand and the bullet goes up to him it's like how is he and she's like because you dropped it you're always bound to drop it i don't know i don't know because i i guess it's because that object like it when you think like no i guess it does kind of because she sense. he tries and then she's like oh no you have to drop it when he's obviously not holding it so i think it registers it as like oh you dropped it now i'm gonna come back up i guess or i guess the second he thinks about dropping it it's it's happened in the other timeline like in the inverted timeline he's already dropped it so it comes back up so in reality do they just like does he just repeat this mission over and over and over again is there just multiple kenneth Bron? characters in this thing well there's a theory that crispin was saying at the end there that i didn't even like think about i didn't i don't know maybe i missed this as well but like that uh neil is just repeating the same mission over and over and over again yeah he's going forward and back in life i don't know so he said that and i don't well it's it's just weird because it seems yes full full spoiler territory here it feels like full spoiler yeah (laughs) at, at the ending neil is aware that he's gonna die in this mission but then he but that then he goes on to the mission as if he's just starting it right because it's kind of like a if you guys know if anyone listening knows doctor who it's kind of like a river song situation where neil's river song who knows everything from the start because he's at the end of his timeline even though the protagonist is the start of his so he knows everything but as the our timeline with the protagonist goes on he's gonna meet an earlier version of neil and he'll be the all-knowing one and he'll you know work through the timeline and they'll meet in the middle it does feel like he knows even further than his ending point because he dies. So, like, if, how does he know he's going to... Unless it's one of those things where maybe the protagonist, like, when spelling out the plan, said, you're going to die on this mission. This you, The last time you're ever going to see me is the first time I'm ever going to see you, you know? And then he knows he's going to die? That's the only thing I can think of. I don't think it's a loop. I think it's just him being aware of what's going to happen. Because the loop... There's a whole other like bunch of science you'd have to explain why he's in a loop. We said he's stuck. Yeah. But how's he stuck? Why is he stuck? It's not a loop. It shouldn't uh, be a loop. I, 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 I think it's just he's he knows he's gonna die because in his past and in the protagonist's future he tells him like you're gonna die. 
bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I think that's it for us. Wait, like, wait, wait. The last thing I want to say is, in that last fight, when he, uh, the protagonist, is like in the inverted world or whatever. Wait, the last fight, like not the last fight, not the last fight, but um, when he fights himself, when he's wearing oh, the when mask they're back and everything. at the airport. Okay. Why was he shooting him? Yeah, really. <laughs> Why was he shooting at himself there? The first time we see it, it's like. No, but it's the the person shooting is uh, him later. It's him with a mask that's shooting. If it was him shooting the person with a mask, not knowing it's himself, that makes sense. But it's not. The person shooting is unless they're just like grappling with each other and he's the, accidentally the gun shooting. and he's acc yeah, it must have been an accident. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, because I was so I was like, wait, why would you be trying to kill yourself here? What are yeah, you doing? It would make sense from the from our earlier point of view where. The protagonist is shooting the masked person, not knowing it's himself. That's another thing I, I mentioned yesterday. I mentioned today is I do feel like a lot of the time twists were very predictable. In a film that's so confusing, where I don't even know why we're in a certain spot for a certain reason. Like the second they came out with masks, I was like, "Oh, they're they're wearing masks. It's obviously a character reveal. Um, it's probably just themselves from the future." And then when Robert Pattinson takes off the mask and the guy's around the corner, so you can't see who's under it, and he looks shocked. And then tells him like, "Don't kill, don't kill the other guy with a mask." It's like, okay, I know it's them. And I was waiting for that reveal, and it doesn't happen for like another hour. Yeah. Like Elizabeth Debicki's character is talking about the other woman on the boat or whatever, and how like her husband disappeared, and another woman like jumped off the boat, and she like was aspiring after that woman. She's like, she has freedom. Like, I wish I could be her. I was like, oh my god, that's just her too. And it, it became very. That's another one where it's like I thought it early on, but the second they go back to that timeline is like oh 100 percent, it's her you know like yeah so final thoughts if you don't like nolan movies then i wouldn't suggest this movie necessarily i but go in for the uh technical stuff at least if you're someone who likes to rewatch movies a lot then or like is willing to go back and rewatch because it's not going to be on streaming services or anything for a while obviously so if you're worth going back bunch then yeah i'd go see it and see it a couple times but other than that if you're gonna see it once and just i'd say pay attention more to the production and everything and appreciate that don't try to dwell too much on the story if you're really trying to figure it out but john david washington was great and same with robert pattinson basically the whole cast was i think the cast was solid yeah but uh do we you want to give my rating too i guess yeah that's up to you like a solid seven i think i said that yesterday yeah. to ben to jacob it's yeah a solid seven yeah you go it would take a lot for me to go higher or lower so you don't think your opinion is going to change on a rewatch i'll have to see if anything it's going to go maybe to an eight maybe but seven for sure. uh for me i like i don't know i always really like i was entertained and stuff like that but like i didn't really walk away feeling like I understood anything that happened. It wasn't a movie that, like, I wanted to go back and kind of figure out how it happened. I felt like a movie that I didn't I feel, like, obligated to go back and figure out what happened in not, like, in an enjoyable way. In a way that, like, I'm just like, ugh, what the hell was that all about, you know? I think it's honestly near the bottom of my list for Nolan movies, and, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like it that much. Besides the action, it didn't felt, feel like a lot for me to hang on to. I think there's, like, his best directed movie it looks the best that he's ever had but it has like his worst elements at play here for me and i really thought our opinions would have been switched
for this. Yeah. I really thought yeah, you're, I wasn't you're really gonna be... a downer on this film. I thought I was going to be the one. It's like, yeah, I wasn't too high on it, but it's better than Interstellar. Yeah, fuck Interstellar. I don't know. At least I walked away from Interstellar being like that wasn't great, but I love that movie. Yeah, it's because you're an idiot. And I don't love this, you know. <laughs> I think even like something like Batman or like The Dark Knight Rises. Like, I don't completely love that movie, but it comes close just because probably like, you know, Batman and the story and the characters in that. This one, I'm just like, I don't really like much about it at all. <laughs> I think it's like some of his worst editing. I think uh, his characters are the most one note they've ever been. The story is more convoluted than ever. It's only spectacle here for me. This or Dark Knight Rises? This. I'd much rather see The Dark Knight Rises. So not this. So not this. Would I recommend it? Uh, if you just like fun action movies and you kind of keep turn your mind off for a little bit, then yeah. Ben's about to I think it, I think it's just an, I think I think it's I think it's like there's good things about it, and overall, I feel positive that maybe if I go back and watch it again, I will like it a bit more. But uh, it just didn't really like hit a chord with me that I wanted to from him. And maybe you just don't understand it because you've never seen a Bond film. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand it, you know. Then we're gonna have our Bond marathon in a couple months. So yeah, then I'll come back and. Love are we doing a Bond movie. episode? A full Fuck Bond yeah, episode? Yeah. No, not a full Bond episode. We can do that. No, we can do that. I'm down for that. Do you know how many Bond movies? Are I'm, I'm gonna watch them all. I don't know what you guys are doing. I, I was Twitter just talking about. You'd like to see. I, I was just thinking like for no time to die. We were just gonna hang out and watch these Bond. Movies. Oh, okay. Oh, like I'm I'm specifically going to start my marathon soon. So. I think we can do an episode that's the new Bond movie, and then half of it will be older ones, and we'll just talk about it then, maybe. Yeah, like talk about our favorite Bond and all that. I haven't seen. Who's any your other. favorite Bond? Jacob. <laughs> uh, you fucking want to be film boy? Uh, film school. Idris Elba. Yeah, he's actually sick. Mine's Cillian Murphy. Yeah, there you go. Jacob, we didn't get a rating from you. I don't know. I want to rewatch it again before I really give it a rating. Because if we were to honestly talk yeah, the rating right now, a... you guys ready for it? You fucking tell me it's a five. I'm pissed. Five and a half. Really? Really? Maybe a six. I mean, six is still good. That's a decent movie. Yeah, six is still good. Six. Let's is good, get that out there. Kind of more a six out of ten is good. Is like a good rating. Yeah, stop hating on a six out of ten. Six out of ten is. Get out of here. Six out of ten, bro. It's good. A six out of ten for ten is so on brand for twenty twenty because that's all we got. were six out of tens all year. Six is like good but mixed. Um, I feel like people see a six and they're like, I don't. You're not like a seven. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a seven. It's not good. It's like, come on, a six and a half is still a good movie. Or six is six and a half is a bit better. Six. I think six is that <laughs> Most. big, like, because people, I think people tend to think, like, five is the medium line, but, like, five, fifty is, like, a just a pass. You just passed. Yeah, so, to me, a six out of ten is, like, yeah, it's okay, it's all right. Six and a half's, like, yeah, it's good. Seven's, like, yeah. For me, I see five as, like, a middle. Like, I'm, like, in between good and bad. I'd say it leans to, like, 5.5, because I'm a bit, there's more good things that I'm coming away say, about, there's a reason, there's as a much as I, bad things as me. much as I hate it, there's a reason that less than 60% is a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. You're only not rotten if you're 6 and above. I think Rotten Tomatoes has ruined people's expectations. And it is the worst, movie should the be. worst review site. And I think IMDb 250 has made us think that only 8s and 9s and 10s can be a good movie. That's so why I don't like, look at the percentage and read the actual reviews. I don't think yeah. so. Because I, I think, think a lot of people I look think, at ratings and don't actually read the reviews. But for the IMDb point, the fact that an 8.1... 
if you have an 8.1 or no, I think some 8.1s don't, but if you have an 8.2 or above on IMDb, you're in the top 250 of all time. That's insane. The fact that so some people will see like 8.2 and be like, oh, so it's okay. It's like, no, that means it's literally in the top 250 of all time. Yeah, so there's a lot of 8, 9, 10 movies I put up in that. I don't know. Let's just start our own exactly. ranking system. So the, yeah, your, your, your point was the opposite, Brian. If you, want on, tomatoes, yeah, so. if you want honest reviews, you go to Letterboxd and read those. No, you want honest reviews? Fuck. Come to the Under the Great Lakes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, so you're thinking, so I need to go see New Mutants in half an hour. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I really enjoyed it. I definitely tempered my expectations once the early reviews came out, and I'm really glad. Because going into this movie, I was like, wow. I don't think it will be, but what if this is my favorite Nolan film? It's a, it's it's what I wanted from him for all these years prior to seeing it. Prior to seeing it on announcement, I was like, this is the kind of movie I want from him. Uh, so it, it would have drastically disappointed me with those expectations. But when I went in with lowered expectations for once, I kind of met in the middle. I was like, yeah, I'm not disappointed from what I thought it could have been. It was pretty good. I don't think it'll go below a 7 for me. I don't think it'll get higher than an eight. Right now, it's between a seven and eight for me. Big toss up. Um, I, I think I'll probably put Palm Springs. So you over think it's it. close to one of the greatest movies of all time at eight point two? No, it's an eight highest. That's highest. what I mean. I feel like eight point two is a low bar to get to. I think greatest movies top two fifty should be higher than that. The highest on IMDb is nine point one, nine point two. I think it should be like higher than that. But going back to what you said, go I ahead. guess. But you were you were also saying that people should say that six is good but six is only two numbers off of the top 250 so i guess yeah there should be because there's nothing higher than a nine point a bit nothing higher than a 9.2 imagine you you're a teacher and you got a b and you're like this is one of the best papers i've ever gotten in my entire life no no it is ridiculous (laughs) that way but you were making the opposite point that six should be considered high so because there's not high but it's considered good but yeah but like that you're making that point the fact that a lower number like eight is considered great is closer to the idea that six should be better, right? We're getting too that's a, that's, an, that's an opposite yeah, issue. We're, you're we're getting way too off All track. Right, you keep going back to it. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> between a seven and eight, it was good. It was fun. I liked it. <laughs> well, you want to wrap this up? First time, you want to wrap it up? Wrap it up? Oh yeah, I'll wrap it up. Uh, first for everything. Yeah, I'll start it and wrap it up today. Let me see. Uh, Tenet was a movie we saw. We all saw it. We all dug it. Uh, if you guys want to go see Tenet in theaters, go for it. Uh, I mean, there are certain areas in the States where it's probably a little scary to you right now. I would say it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen, but also know that their plan is to kind of let this movie play out for the next few months and try to get some semblance of a box office hit over the course of a very long time, which is not what they usually do. So, you know, don't feel pressured to see it right away. If you want to wait until things are a bit safer, if you just want to wait, um, the end. <laughs> See you guys later. That's my sign off. Yeah, follow us on our Twitter account. We don't have a name for it yet, but it's below. Check out our next episode, which will be I'm Thinking of Ending Things. I think. No, what about, aren't we going to do an episode on New Mutants and Bill and Ted? I don't give a fuck. I'm seeing yeah, those no, both this doing. weekend. So that's the real wrap-up. We're going to do an episode on Bill and Ted and New Mutants next and then we'll do i'm thinking of ending what i gotta watch two movies oh buddy i'm still not ready for that okay bill and ted's 78 minutes we're still gonna go out and see that (laughs) we won't confirm yet because apparently we've got to figure our shit out but it'll be on one of those three films if not more maybe all three gabe will edit one last word at the end of this episode to say which movie we're watching next week deal okay bye deal wow